0: Watch Who. Hello.
1: Hello.
2: And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan.
1: And I'm new to watching Who.
2: Yeah, watching for the very first time.
1: The very first time.
2: And you join us on Gallifrey. Here we are in the, um I don't know, Matrix computer room, I'm going to call it. Matrix-y... Elgin's little office. Engin, not Elgin. (laughs) Whatever his name is, he's here.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah. Which one Um, was that?
2: The little guy that had all the computer stuff. That doesn't help. Um, Don't say the old
1: guy either, they're both old.
2: The old little guy?
1: (laughs) The detective one or the informative one?
2: The informative one.
1: Okay, yeah, him.
2: And uh, he is going to help us, actually. He's going to dial in our guests for this week. Engin, can you just... uh, press a few buttons for us here we go entering the matrix
3: and it's luke and chris from the lost on gallifrey podcast hello hey. yeah, yeah we uh we got lost on gallifrey of all places and we've just found our way into the matrix somehow but we're what's, here we're out. I, I was gonna say
2: you're on gallifrey <laughs> there's some creepy clouds in there yeah what's it like to, to be not lost and being on Gallifrey now.
1: <laughs> oh, it's nice to be Oh, what a question.
2: Uh, it feels like journey
4: it complete. Give us
1: extreme detail on what it's like not to be lost on Gallifrey.
4: <laughs> I don't know. I don't feel like myself. Uh,
1: it's, it's very,
2: it's,
3: it's like we're in a new, to quote Wayne's world, it's like we're in a new piece of underwear. At first it's constrictive, but then it becomes a part of you. <laughs> there
2: we go. <laughs> Well, welcome back. You were on um Ambassadors of Death last time. That was ages ago. That was the third doctor. He's like way in the past now, isn't he? Uh and you and you're back for the deadly assassin. Yes. How's your your guys podcast going? How's
4: Yeah, it's going good. Uh I think with the TV show dropping off a little bit, uh we've also dropped off a little bit. Um we've gone from like fortnightly to monthly, haven't we, Chris? But
3: Well, it's not without, it's more because we've both moved house. We've both, um, we have we moved out on the same day of all times and then we've not really settled into a rhythm where we can start doing them fortnightly again. And because the news front's dry for um, the specials that have come out this year, we have struggled. It has been tough to get it's, them in. It has more
4: been the time to actually record the podcast. Or whatever. And then on top of that, You're doing things like Dungeons and Dragons. I'm doing silly projects like my ultimate Doctor Who ranking, which takes up an infinite amount more time than I ever thought it
2: would. Um,
1: Everything takes up more time than you expect. This takes up a lot more time than I ever expected. So, yes.
2: uh, What I was going to say, I'm still in a bit of shock... From your last uh, Avengers on Virus versus Revelation of the Daleks episode, on Chris's comments on Revelation of the Daleks when I was listening to that. Specifically,
4: the comment, I think, Chris, that got people going was you saying the directing was bad.
2: It is. I was on the train listening to that. I was floored when you said that. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe that. It's (laughs)
3: terrible. I'm not changing my mind. I'm not bowing to beer pressure. No, 99% of the listeners know he's wrong.
2: Well, I would say, if you haven't heard that, listeners, go and listen to that alternative take on Revelation of the Daleks, because I found it very shocking.
3: <laughs> Seriously, sir. Just stop the episode before that. You're done, then. Just stop before it. You're fine. You'll be fine, trust me. <laughs> yeah, and Colin Baker was
4: in our last podcast, so there's a sell for anyone. Yeah, who yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. Thanks to, me,
3: thanks to me doing a little bit of the... Um... It's about time you but... started
4: pulling your weight on the
3: podcast. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of weight for me to pull. <laughs> I'll always stick like you.
2: Well, I, I enjoy your immediate takes as well that you do, you know, when the new Doctor was cast and when there's a new episode on. Instant reaction episodes. Instant reaction. I, yeah, yeah.
4: I, I've got to say, I really enjoy doing them because the you, the, it's like, I'm not saying you don't want to do the usual podcast episodes, but you really want to do the instant reactions. You really want to tell people this was shit or this was good. Uh, I
3: can't, Can we swear on this? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, I remember <laughs> a long time ago. One
3: of the yeah. first things I ever learned when I started doing radio and podcasting stuff was back at university. And I did accidentally swear on on the radio. And the, when I turned around, I was just like, oh God, I'm, I was absolutely mortified coming out of the recording booth. <laughs> and the first thing fella said to me was just, shit happens. And I was like, I've stuck with that mentality throughout now so I don't don't give a fuck (laughs) now I just swear all the time
1: Mark used to like put on like explicit specifically for me it comes back to our talk and cheese situation Mark's like the good angel who just it's very rare that Mark swears
2: if it's about missing episodes there was an episode
4: recently when Mark saw what was that one? I remember it it, was because it took
1: me back. It
2: shocked me to
4: the core when I heard it.
2: I can't remember what it was. I must have got angry about something. Something
4: quite small. I think that's why it was so shocking.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It (laughs) rarely happens, whereas I'm just a potty mouth, so I can't help it.
2: Well I'll be looking forward to hearing your uh, instant take on the centenary special when it comes out which I hope you guys will be doing.
3: <laughs> well, so. we, we do have a, a apparently we do have a title according to Wikipedia it's going to be called The Final Countdown. So if they don't play Europe anywhere within the episode I'm going to instantly declare it shit oh, no. straight up.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Mark must know the title. I mean, I I want to talk to you off record <laughs> because Mark's seen the script for the centenary
2: special.
3: Oh, of he has. Yes. I've yes. not oh, even really?
1: seen it. He it wouldn't even work. let me see
2: it. I'm not working it now, so I can be less professional and say yes, I have a bit of the script.
1: Very anyway, funny story.
2: Well, before we go into the story today, uh, yeah, I've got a couple of updates. Our listener Lucas got in touch we were talking about the doskers he was saying about adding doskers categories and he's put together a wiki page of all of our doskers a guide to the (laughs) doskers which
4: i will link to in the notes
1: so much because mark has no excuse anymore
2: so we can keep track so there's loads of things in there that i did it's got like the number of categories who won what you know everywhere they're all set everything it's gone into so much detail so i want to say thank you to lucas for doing that (laughs) Aren't because
1: i was never fantastic. gonna do it let's be honest mark wasn't and mark's supposed to be the brains
2: thank you so much for that we will be using that definitely and also i went to the bf5 to the abominable snowmen screening that was one i don't know sir if you remember that story
1: well i do because i in it and it went on frazzly. with
2: pad but it, no it was really good it's much easier to follow the story than those just those really bad telesnaps. it's like fury from the deep animation without the long arms and well,
1: Pad's still annoy me because no.
2: they've they've really redone Pad. He's really scary in it now. They have. Have you guys have you guys had a chance to see any got the DVD or anything? No, I'd be watching it right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I didn't order it. It's hilarious. worth watching. It is worth it is worth watching. I
4: think I, I like the Abominable Snowman though. I I, I uh, do like it. Whereas I remember it came in for quite a kick in on to watching.
3: Yeah, I think. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did pick up from a local branch of CEX, oh. Dalek like Invasion Yeah, it's like invasion it's still got the yeah. price tag on it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had bought something Doctor Who related. <laughs> I also got um, from Dan Pinn, and one of our listeners is probably one of yours as well, I suspect, a absolutely lovely gift of a Sylvester McCoy RPG book for Doctor Who called Time Lord, and it was absolutely lovely. I've... Honestly, I was absolutely made up with it with it. He sent me this Aww. handwritten letter as well. It was absolutely, you know, got me right here. So I just wanted to plug it again. I know I'll keep saying it, but I really I really haven't come down off the high. So hopefully I'll be running that soon. I say I before, say, listeners like, are just so amazing. I was just
1: gonna say, like big hearts and loves out to like listeners, because like listeners make it. So and like support and everything, it's awesome. I will give it that. Like, sometimes I will have my rants about, like, fandom, especially when I go down the Doctor Who rabbit holes and end up on um, no-doctor accounts and stuff, and I get confused about what's happening. But, <laughs> like, our listeners, generally, they're all wonderful people, and and I love our discussions on socials and stuff like that. And, yeah, fans are great. Big hearts.
2: And speaking of which, uh, I met a listener on Saturday at the BFI. Shout out to James. Who who said to say hi to Sarah? Who you sort of knows. <laughs> I know. So, yeah. so, From previous a previous life. Chat. Yeah, yeah. So um, we had a good chat. I think he enjoyed a bumper all snowmen as well. Uh, so, <laughs> as did everyone. There's a lot of humour in it as well. It, that's the thing about the screenings. When you're in a room full of Doctor Who fans watching, the sort of the, way, the things that people react to, like all the Jamie and Victoria stuff in it, people were, it was getting a lot of laughs.
1: That's why we would do, when we were doing it together, that's why we'd do food. So it felt more like a thing. He'd yeah, order like a takeaway and make it a thing. Because yeah, yeah. then for that reason, because otherwise, especially for me, I think it's different for Mark in that if he knows the story's coming up and it's one of his favourites, he's like in it. I've no idea what's coming up and i am like no idea what to expect. So for me, it's, A bit more of a, gosh, okay, what's going to happen here? Am I even going to like this? So food helped. Food always helps. In fact, while I was watching this, shout out to Mrs. Potts' Chocolate House. I ate a double chocolate cookie sandwich.
2: Oh, So did
3: we all watch this sort of all in one go? Well. I watched it in Are work. You? I tend to spread my. No, no, because I have the amount of breaks I get in work and they do perfectly fit an episode of Doctor Who so I can fit in a four part over the course of my work day. So dream. The, the great part is because I get the breaks as well. I actually get a stop between part one and two and part three and four. So I do actually <laughs> sort of get into that. Oh, I have to wait now for it to come up. Not a week, but, you know, one and a half hours is like a week in modern times because obviously time sped up significantly since 19... Oh God, when was it? made? Nineteen 76.
2: 76. I think,
3: yeah. I was going to say 76. 74, but I was only two yeah. years out.
2: Two. Chris, have you seen this before? Nope, I'm going in blind. I'm just Chris. Like, oh, wow.
4: I think wow. you I think you could be lying there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I've got a memory Now I don't know If it's a real one Or I've made it up I've got a memory Of you coming to my house And us watching At least the first two parts In my bedroom On a tiny tiny TV Years and years And years ago No you weren't We were like 13,
3: 14 I don't remember this
4: (laughs) At all I I feel like it happened But we didn't finish it Oh
1: have you just had A really sad dream (laughs) Possibly (laughs) My dream was My friend came over And we watched Doctor Who It's just the last two episodes I didn't
4: finish it so it could go on forever. (laughs) I actually had a a really good, like, I finished work on Friday and just happened to have two hours free. And it it was just like a perfect amount of time to just actually enjoy it and sit down and watch
2: it. It's not one that I would normally go for. A couple of reasons. Gallifrey stuff can be a bit hit and miss sometimes. I'm not always keen on the Gallifrey stuff. And the Doctor sort of travelling solo, which I think is the first time up to this point. So when I was sort of younger watching this one, it didn't help, apart from maybe episode three with all the surreal stuff, all the sort of politics and things I wasn't really interested in. But actually watching it again now, like recently I watched it yesterday, I was getting into that a bit more. And uh, yeah, it's funny how you go back sometimes and watch it in sort of in a different way. Yeah, Uh, I
4: I agree with you. Like Gallifrey, you know, can be just a bit dull and a bit boring or whatever. But... From childhood, I've always really, really liked this this one. I think when I was a kid, episode three was like, you know, it was so action-packed, and Doctor Who was all about running and going going through explosions and everything. So episode three was just, like, great to me. Now, I mean, it's actually not that action-y from when I was watching it yesterday. It's more, like, tactical. It's more sitting in trees and blowing darts and stuff.
3: <laughs> yeah, is, uh, yeah. I'll tell you what it feels like for me. I felt that this was very sherlock holmes this sort of episode and i felt like it played into tom baker really really well it played sort of like a sherlock holmes story but also a boy's own adventure especially in episode three feels like a boy's own adventure i also got a sort of predator vibe sort of coming off it as well just (laughs) a little bit you know obviously not too close but um Enough for me to think, oh, Predator, this actually looks pretty damn cool, you know. Um, I Honestly, I, I thought it was really enjoyable. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the politicking in part one. I enjoyed the sort of Minority Report detective story in part two. I enjoyed all the boys' own adventure stuff in part three. And I enjoyed part four as a good conclusion. I did like the
1: episode a lot. Yeah, I was confused. <laughs> oh.
4: I was going to ask this, right, because... I think I like this a lot. When I was a kid, I used to like Gallifrey stuff. And it, yeah. it'd be it'd be what pulled me in um, as a fan. But watching part one, there is a lot of just babble that I was thinking of, you're not a fan. So I was really I, intrigued to see what you I was thought. so
1: confused. Like, to the point where after it ended, I read a synopsis online of the episode to check <laughs> what had just happened. And I was like, I, okay, so like the politics side that I was like, okay, he's, he's watched something happen. So he's trying to prevent that. And I just couldn't understand his course of action. There was all this like going on and on, but I couldn't stand the doctors. Like, why was he trying to get a rope? Like everything, he was really urgent. Which I was like, why? I was like, have I missed something? <laughs> like he's he's really urgent to yeah. and then he's in there. And then he went up. And then, and I think it's because there's no companions. There's no one to bounce off. So we're just like that. So you're just watching it unfold. And then it ended with him being shot. And what we see is the, um, the premonition. And I was like, I'm so confused. Did he just do that? (laughs) Like what? Like, I don't understand. We just watched a whole episode building up to the doctor, just shooting a guy that we saw at the start. That wouldn't be very doctorate. I was very, and the scary face, right? So we see Scary Face, and I was like, "That is scary." And it's only when in the credits it's shed the Master, and I was like, "I didn't see the Master," so I was even more confused because I was like, well, <laughs> "Hang on a minute, who was that thing? Where was the Master? Like, because it didn't, it it didn't indicate it being the Master. You just saw the face for a bit, and there was maybe a little bit of dialogue, but he didn't say like there was no indication of that."
2: Well, we haven't really had like Time Lordy proper stuff since the War Games. And this is the first time it's a, we're sort of relying on a lot of history. I mean, I suppose we had Omega in The Three Doctors. But this is the first time it's really, for fans, I suppose, if you're a fan and you've watched all that time, then you're going to get all this stuff.
1: I mean, I don't think it mattered. Like, we it's have politics yeah. on every yeah. bloody planet we go on. Yeah. We all I have our own politics. Yeah. You just, it just so happens to be the Doctor's planet's politics. Yeah. But, like, politics is politics in terms of, doctor who and every planet has its own version of it
3: i think it comes down to like this is the episode that basically invented doctor who nerds right <laughs> like <laughs> if Spot you on. get what i'm saying it's like if you if you went through this episode and you're understudy you're absorbed by it you'd be a fan of the show forever and you'd constantly quote it back at people saying oh but it said this in the deadly assassins oh yeah you know this about the other so it, can
1: you hear that
3: no, okay. No. There's
1: an absolute, there's like a thunder, absolute downpour and all I can hear is rain. Oh, yeah. So I was really worried that it was picking up with you guys. So sorry, carry on. Sorry.
3: Bad, don't worry. Um, but like this, this for me is like, the, like if you enjoy this episode and you understood it all, or you felt compelled that you wanted to understand it all, this was like the episode that would turn you into a Doctor, you're a Doctor Who mega fan. And for those that didn't have that interest, I could see it being very close to a um, Saranga conundrum sort of problem if you didn't want to get it, that sort of thing. Well, maybe not that bad, because it's still a good action story, (laughs) at least. But it is like the episode where Doctor Who could have easily jumped the shark and it didn't, for me. I
4: I think it is a a bit of a mind for that first episode. Like, especially how it starts... You just it just it purposely messes with your head, and then on top of that, like you have what like in the first five minutes you've got Prydonian, Castellan Capital, CIA Matrix, so, all uh, these the, different the CIA things.
3: proper made me laugh as know, a as a yeah.
4: fan, you know so much about from all different spin-offs all over the place. But as a regular viewer, must just be like, What is it? It's just technology took up to the extreme, isn't it? Yeah,
1: it, yeah, and it was and like. To the point where I just brush over it because unless it's going to serve into the story, in which case I'll be moaning. Well, then it's it's almost too much. And then I was like, well, hang on, that's why I got to the end, and I was like, what's what's just happened? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. mastering the credits, I was like, what is going on? What what has happened? So again,
4: the ending is purposely unclear, isn't it? But I mean. If you're gonna do a doskers, or you think of new awards for the doskers, if you're gonna do best cliffhanger, this has got oh, to win don't add more awards. Oh, oh, I've already so
1: remember what we Absolutely. have. I've got no, great. I,
4: These this are good is one of my all-time favorite cliffhangers. I think now episode one is probably my favorite of the four. Uh, but I, I it just doesn't get better. The president of Gallifrey being assassinated. By the doctor, like that. It's just yeah. what can find it? And I know there's it, a little sneaky edit in part two to make it yeah. a bit of a cop out. But oh.
3: it, yeah, but it, it looks cool though. That's the point. It it's looks like, great. You see, and you I loved see all that as a like, premonition, and it proper. Like, I know that Minority Report came uh, many, many, many years after, but seeing basically the plot of Minority Report play out on a small screen TV in 1976, I was, like, blown away. I was like, oh, is actually really, really good. Yeah. Have you what ever have you seen come-
4: the film Vantage Point?
3: Vantage Point is similar.
4: <laughs> yes, I have seen Vantage <laughs> Point. That, that's, like, <laughs> that, that's all based around... An assassination, and I used to love that as a kid. And that is again, I do
1: know the film you mean though.
4: Yeah, it's like you see the assassination like 10 times from different people's perspectives, it's from
3: eight different perspectives. Mm.
2: Yeah,
1: right. I have heard of it. You would love it,
2: Mark. It. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, but you've got this um Star Wars opening with a bit of information. Oh, yeah,
4: I, uh, I literally I like, went, that's...
1: ooh I actually <laughs> it.
2: that's a bit
4: different. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. hello.
4: And then and I read along clear? with
1: the doctor. I felt really like I love reading. Do you know what? I do watch things with subtitles because I like reading along. So I read along with the doctor.
4: <laughs> Did Star Wars copy Doctor Who? I, that,
2: <laughs> Did no, <it>? Yeah, because <laughs> this year, because Star Wars wouldn't. Oh, when was Star Wars out?
4: The next year, it was
3: 77. Next year, yeah. They oh my God, it has the credit scrolled on it. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've just realised. <laughs> Well, technically, they're all copying Flash Gordon. So um, there Uh, is that. It's
1: a slightly (laughs) different style as well. Whereas in Star Wars, it's like a triangle.
3: Sort of. The Flash Gordon (laughs) serials are more like that. And then Red Dwarf did it at the start of season three to explain the skip as well. I actually went back and actually watched it in slow mo so I could read the whole (laughs) thing. And it's actually quite funny.
1: No, so then- that part was one of my favorite... I mean, I've never watched Star Wars. I've watched, like, the first 10 minutes of one of them. So I know, like, the scrolly bit at the start. And then there was some sort of battle, and then I, I walked out. It was whenever... They always put it on whenever it was raining uh, in school. They've put it on. Star Wars.
2: That's pretty cool. We never got Star Wars. <laughs> We've got, like... We've wow. Talk-
1: <laughs> my primary school was cool, all right? We've had this talk. <laughs> but we put Star Wars on and um, I just got bored and walked out and then went into another room and played games.
3: (laughs) Absolutely, no. My primary school was cool because, like, we got to do this, like, project in year four or something like that. And this was the year that Doctor Who had just come back. So me and two of my friends... Built this paper mache life size Dalek in my garage, <laughs> and we took it in and did this whole discussion on it that took about an hour. As it was like right at the end of the year, and you know I always get a free lesson, like every now and again. And we did this whole thing, and it was it was brilliant. Honestly, I've still got photos of that Dalek. I was so Aww. proud of it. One of the most our, creative things I ever of year done
1: thing was we used to make. Uh, we used to all get given glue guns and saws. And we used to make cars, and then we'd spend all week making these cars in primary school, and then we'd race them. And, and the only person, oh, the what only person <laughs> ever had a glue gun related incident was the head teacher's <laughs> son. Glogan- Glogan-
2: <laughs> I'm trying to find a uh, a link here. Great, yeah, get us on track. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, if you swap about a glue gun for like an assassination gun, then we <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we should say, so the president well is glue gun. <laughs> we should
4: say that today's the day, um, that the new PM <laughs> has been announced in in our time.
3: And, and like, yeah. we was... went back to topic and away we go again. No, no, at half well,
4: today, I was half expecting to see Boris Johnson be shot just before
2: he named yeah. his trust. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where were we? We haven't even got So he's, pre- he's had a premonition About the president being killed That's as far as we've got really uh, <laughs> And then we meet And then we meet our character So we've got Castellan. starts
1: to the episode
2: <laughs> So we've got Spandrel Who's been in Doctor Who before Who was last seen in The Mutants As Jaeger Jaeger bomb man Do you remember him? I did not know that Jaeger bomb man? I don't what? In The Mutants You know The Mutants with the mutts and it had the squire from the smugglers in it, and he's like the scientist guy, and he's also an enemy of the world as well.
4: Oh, is sorry, but where is
3: he an enemy of the world?
4: It,
2: no, uh, but hang on,
4: it's, it, is so it the just oh, the actor, that? or is it actually oh. Spandrel? that's in Oh, no, sorry, the
2: actor.
3: Oh, oh yeah. right, well, okay, <laughs> that's, that's fine. That's, that's how, fine. how I right, sorry. I was
4: so confused. <laughs> yeah.
3: I was going to say, is that, is that like the, the secret out to Salamander? He is actually a clone of Patrick Troughton created <laughs> by Stamble <Sandra laughs> or some shit.
2: He's great. He's he's a bit of a pro in this, isn't he?
1: I thought of proro. I literally I was proro.
2: Because he's really, instead of like a companion, he's the guy that's helping out the Doctor. He's like supporting character of the week and he's the one that believes him and is... Uh, I mean, he doesn't actually do that much. I mean, nobody really does that much. They sit there and watch the Doctor in The Matrix most of the time. But but hes I thought it was quite good.
1: He uh, was an interesting one because until... It started a bit frustrating in that they've asked him to come back. He's been called back. And then no one... like They're all against him. And I was like, oh, he's got to explain himself. I hate all this. But, uh, isn't, and then I don't, he only really didn't believe for like five, ten minutes. And then... Once, well, maybe longer. and Basically, until the assassination. And then he was like, okay, convince me. But I don't know. I, I was a bit like on the fence with him for a while. I was like, I, I just hate <laughs> it when it's a lot of like having to convince people.
2: So, was it the master that called him back? Well, it
1: Secretly. must have been. Yeah. It must have is that, been. Is that it's ever explained? No knew... Yeah, but that's why no one knew who he was. Yeah.
2: That's what I was thinking. Because I was like, surely he can be like, you've called me back.
3: I'm here. Yeah, but he might have just like, Oh, no, yeah, because that's, at the end of the other hand, of fear, isn't it? It's not like a Genesis of the Daleks. Ooh, we're being taken by <laughs> the yeah.
2: It's not yeah. something I've ever thought about. Because I was thinking that, because I was like, he's running, because he, he leaves the TARDIS straight away, because they're like, oh, he's, he's a criminal, but because of all the exile stuff, he's been, like, pardoned for all of that, isn't he? So he shouldn't be running away from everyone, but he's acting like a criminal straight away. Yeah, yeah that's
1: what and, I was... and I was a bit like, have Why oh, right, you brought yeah, him back?" You? And then everyone's being that's hard right. work about it. But
2: it's it. It. it's the master that brings
4: him back, right? So yeah, yes. well, Yeah, that's and then, what I was
2: saying. I don't know if it's actually ex-
4: well. Then you don't, they, don't they say? Yeah, they the Time Lords then say that there's an unauthorized crafting, but it still doesn't oh, make right. sense why the Doctor would act like a criminal. Yeah, that, yeah, right, I know what you mean.
3: Just because he's, he's a sneaker. rebel lad, that's why. Like straight away,
4: he's already got the, the disguise and like the the smoking pipe, out, hasn't he? Ready yeah. to go. Yeah, I yeah. quite like that. Yeah,
1: found all that just a bit frustrating. I just get really frustrated when it's that because it's just so much explanation time. And I'm like, yeah. of all the doctors to
3: so randomly have a shisha pipe in the time. <laughs> yeah, <it's on laughs> yeah <there>. I love <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> and then we got um, Chancellor Goth, who has been in Doctor Who before the actor. <laughs> a couple of times, he was Gulliver in the Mind Robber. Yeah. Hang
1: yeah. on, which one was the Mind Robber? Uh,
2: Second Doctor, Land of Fiction, uh, Rapunzel. Oh
1: yeah, Gulliver! I remember <laughs> <Rapunzel>.
2: Gulliver. <laughs> you just say character words until it's
3: hard it's a explore, and you get a great shot of it, and you spin him round the console. Cancelled.
1: I liked Gulliver, <laughs> didn't I?
2: But but also he was. Um, he played a Time Lord in the War Games, so it could be the same character. He's one of the guys that sent the Doctor onto exile in the first place. So if you want to link up things there, I like that. Yeah, he could be the same guy. Uh, so <laughs>
3: maybe the Doctor really <laughs> they did really thought him about, him about
1: that. You
4: know? <laughs> I, I didn't really get the the Sherlock Holmes or Pyro thing, but I think the reason for that is it's obvious from the off who the assassin is, surely.
0: Well, well, no, I didn't so. no. Not Not really, I, I, I might have even seen it
4: too many times, but...
1: He mean, looks yeah, evil. I that evil thing, but I didn't know what it was.
3: I'm exactly so like... the same as, as you. Until I saw the credits, I had no idea. that I saw the Master pop up with the credits, like, oh, that's unlucky. Man. Don't he say it well. in part one, though? Doesn't he... I no. swear he says no. it.
1: No, it, there is nothing.
2: Uh, there's nothing about, about the Master. I don't think there's anything mentioned until... It's when he's, they find the shrunken thing.
1: Episode two, oh. and he says... He's talking to them, the weird-facing. At this point, it's just weird-facing to me. And he says something like, Master, you, you've got to something. And he's like, no. And then he talks about, like, I need to... He's my eldest enemy, and I need to... And he has that dialogue. But he doesn't... He says to him, like, Master, you need to... And that was the first time they referenced Master. There was no reference to Master <sighs> in that first, which is why I was just like, please point out otherwise. I'm sure someone will if I'm, but I had, I was so like floored at when that appeared. I was like, what have I bloody I believe
4: now? you, but I feel like there is. <laughs> 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 I suppose
2: it's weird to
4: come I to I believe
1: it. you, but you're wrong.
2: <laughs> I suppose if people, if like fans or whatever are watching it now, you're already going to know it's the Master. It's, quite rare that someone's going to go into this not knowing that it's the master i think
1: because i am a big fan of the master like oh big love there and it just didn't feel like the master in any way
4: yeah no i I get that
1: and so i just didn't connect it in any way to the master uh, like to me, that could have just been any really. We've had other bad characters from Gallifrey. It could have been any bad character from Gallifrey because I, the performance itself didn't feel mastery. Um, and I, I, you know, I get it's not. The, I know it's not the same actor, and I know all that. But could have um, been
3: the meddling monk.
1: It it could have been. It could have been like anyone <laughs> be with like a scarred face that doesn't like the Doctor at that point. Um, or it could have, you know. It, any person from i i liked that it. it was a master i just didn't feel like the performance no. was the master
2: it's difficult that mask is a bit because the mouth doesn't move it's literally someone in a mask for me i mean it looks cool it looks cool
1: i was getting but so it's... frustrated with that yeah you know there's yeah. a
2: website that has all the
4: transcripts of every doctor who story on I, are you I've on just, that? I've just gone are you
3: on. You're looking there. for the master. <laughs> <laughs> are you This one, is lo- what Luke writes at his spur time. In, in part one, <laughs> in part one uh,
4: just as the TARDIS is like transducted away, it then goes to a scene with, I think it's the first scene you see the master, and the man says to him, All his actions are exactly as you predicted, master. That's the only thing. That's but the yeah, I, but I can see be, that yeah, going.
2: But- both. It could be Master of Land of Fiction. Yeah, yeah.
4: It
1: could be anyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyone. Yeah.
4: I think yeah. it, it looks. It does look great, though. Especially if oh, it's really monster? that close-up on his face. It actually looks quite scary. It is. You it's know it's really a mask, scary. but it still
3: looks horrible.
1: Yeah, no, I, I looked at that and I was like, that's that's a freaky uh, monster we have this week. <laughs>
3: It it is sinister and I really like it. I love the master in this era. Like I've said before, uh, based on audio audio work that I've listened to from Jeffrey Beavers, that Jeffrey Beavers is my favourite master. So this sort of era of master that we're in now where it's yeah. the you know decayed form i, I just love it i He's... can't get enough it's like track for me that's <laughs> it me or mark that's gonna tell him <laughs> <laughs> I, know that, I know that this isn't jeffrey beavers i'm not i know it's not jeffrey beavers what i'm saying is say. <laughs> it's the same era it's the same decayed yeah. form. yeah no you're yeah, right master. Yeah, yeah i know
2: it's not jeffrey beavers yeah. don't worry yeah yeah
1: I was going to so, say, does that mean I'll warm to it? But there's, this, there's, there's a slight it.
4: spoiler in what he said there—that this Death Master will come back at some point. <laughs>
3: it's
1: an
4: interesting choice to do that. Well, you I'm see probably... it
1: at the end; it's indicated because he. Goes yeah, off.
2: fair one for her, yeah. But at least you've got that. They could have just gone for another actor, but then you wouldn't have any in this whole story. It would just be all guys in <laughs> robes, basically, and that's it. Though, so you need some—you need him to look like that, I suppose. You need something—a monstrous type
1: clothes watch a minute for Mark look how excited you are at that Um, your little face I really like the robes that they wear
4: oh so good I was going
1: to say yeah this
2: is where you first see the colours and they go right through the series don't they they're like really
1: colour scheme that they've got going on like I don't know what it means but I really I like the complimenting colour scheme and it matches the room I enjoy yeah, it. If, you,
4: if you want to know like what it the, means, there's a you can go deep into a Doctor Who wiki hole.
3: <laughs> I, I like the fact that they're not all the, the classic red one, the red Prideonian ones that we see in New Who, because we don't really see any of the other colours at all in, in New Who at all. It's all red all the time. But it's so nice to see all the different colours denoting the different houses. And also the President's White Robe, I think, is the best Time Lord costume I've ever seen. I would say. I really like it. On that point for the president,
2: so when he's walking out, that's, well, one, that stage is sloped and he's really struggling to walk down. It's at an angle and he's wearing brown loafers, if you look carefully. He's got all of those those robes and everything, but if you look, because I was looking at his feet because I was watching him steadily try and get down that slope without falling over and he's just got got brown loafers. Uh, You do all of that outfit and you don't bother with the shoes.
1: I reckon he had elegant <laughs> slippers on, <laughs> yeah. and they got onto the set, like these beautiful like velvet white slippers or something, yeah. and they got onto the set, and it was that slippery. He was like, I can't do it, so they put, made him put his old shoes back yeah. on. Yeah,
2: yeah
3: Well, it's just... like David Tennant wearing a suit but having Converse on them. That's yeah, where that's the nice. tradition started.
2: <laughs> when he falls over, you can see the elastic around his hat, but then they're very carefully, not. you don't see it in the other shots where he's lying down. He's got a bit of elastic round holding his hat on.
4: I've watched oh, his cliffhanger so many times I've never seen I any of that these just
2: as, he, just as he falls there's a bit of elastic watch it back but then when, once he's on the floor the collar's in the way you can't see yeah
1: I, I'm literally I, I, like every time we talk about something dramatic there's huge thunder and lightning storms outside
3: <laughs> I actually heard it that time very seriously <laughs> it's really loud I did see a flash of
2: lightning before <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, this story starts off all the Time Lord stuff, even the look, even, you know, everything, all the the names of the different places, the Matrix, all of that kind of stuff. It's interesting, though, there's no, like, Omega or anything like that. They've started again with, you know, Rassilon and all that kind of stuff.
4: Yeah, I've never thought about that, really. Is it, this is the first one to mention
2: Rassilon? I think so. Yeah. I I hope that's right. People I th- I think tell it me. Probably, if it's not, I think, I think it's is. It is. Oh, like the of, all the Eye telling. of Harmony stuff and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Because yeah. I think in the Three Doctors, wasn't it Omega that started out, I think, with the black hole, yeah. And, and
4: then the spin off just... stuff like retcons it into two. So yeah, Omega so blows up the star, but Rassalon gets yeah. the star. There's a like a, a decision made with this story that all everything to do with Time Lords up to now is is Gone really, mm. they basically start totally fresh again, don't they? Mm. Um, because this even like the, the timeless in the, child in the we well, it is, it's a timeless children mm. of its time, right? But in the poetry yeah. uh era, the time worlds are still quite godlike and mm. you know, carrying on that war games image. And if I'm right, this, this was caused a massive storm back in the day with
2: fans that have been around for like 13 years, so this literally was the timeless children of the day. Because it's funny when you've got, yeah, like you said, in the war games, they're like really scary voices out of nowhere kind of thing. And then in here, you've just got like those two guys having a chat and he gets his robes mixed up and it's all a bit.
4: bit (laughs) I love that scene.
2: I I suppose that's the idea to show that what this society is really like and they're not actually these godlike people.
3: Well, I yeah. can't wait for somebody to be reviewing Timeless Children in 20 years' time and saying, oh, it was necessary because it's <laughs> needed resetting yeah. or something like that. You know, someone's going to do that in 20 It'll years, happen. and I will be there to tell them the are wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I mean, I love this Gallifrey, though. I think it all looks spectacular. It's what I think of of Gallifrey. When... I love how
3: dark it all is. Instead of dark. it being all light bright and, ooh, glory to the Time Lords and fire and orange sky, it's all dark and moody and broody. I love it. The I love f- When it you guys like are lost like on
1: Gallifrey, Catholic Catholic. it's this Gallifrey, yeah?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is good- where I wanted to go, and then I ended up on Glow World, and I couldn't see where I was, in this big glass ball.
2: But there's not many people. There's not apart from that scene where they're all waiting for the president, and I've put nobody claps when the president walks out. They all just stand there. He's just sort of going like this to nobody, to no one, as if someone should be clapping. I feel like they should be clapping or cheering.
1: Mark wants like the jubilee. He wants everyone to get well, yeah. the Galbraith flags out and give them away. It's just nothing.
2: They're just standing there in silence. There's
1: nothing. <laughs> it's quite my epic favorite. When... Right, is when he's dead, and they there was that like he's dead. And he's lying there. And there was this one guy that... <laughs> he just walked up, looked, and then walked... <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh,
2: wow! <laughs> oh, my God. That is... Uh... Oh, that was violent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. Something across the room just fell over. Like, it, Mabel's cat tower just shot across the room.
3: Why do I feel like I'm about to appear in Unfriended 2? <laughs> oh,
1: <my God. laughs> I'm sorry... Okay. I will be back in a You're sec because right. I genuinely think something's happened. So, everyone's going out okay. in the corridor. Just one sec.
0: What do you think happened in there? <sighs> I don't know.
1: <gasps> I actually think it struck our building. <laughs>
4: oh, no wow, well. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, my yeah, look-
1: neighbor's TV just went off. Like, it Gosh. just took all of her electrics out of her building, of her flat. Nuts. It's Mark's fault. Anyway. <laughs> well, I just blame Mark. Yeah, it's it fault. Anyway,
2: right, I'll get us back on track.
1: <laughs> so right. if I suddenly just go, like, no, that's why. You know, I might have been taken out by electric or something, okay. I don't know.
2: So the president's dead. We're into part two. And then, well, okay, and then the doctor is put on sort of this mini trial that just sort of all happens. That was where I was mm, getting a bit. Like right, the politics well, stuff. I
1: yeah. didn't mind that. It was quite quick. Oh I mean, uh, you know, yeah, I like that I think bit. He's a mariner's trial, sure, but like,
2: it
3: was a lot faster than I thought it was going to be.
2: Yeah, it could have been strung out a bit longer. And then also, this is where, so we know, obviously, we know Goth is bad, but that's for I didn't the viewer, not us. Yeah. So they're trying, they're trying to make it a bit of a.
4: Well, it's a it's bit like crap. in part three when he's in the Matrix. It, it's probably a lot more uncomfortable for him to be walking around with a big black net over his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, like, it, it holds it off for a bit yeah. more. Uh, I mean, this I, it is came where... as a complete
3: shock, the reveal for me. I didn't see it coming.
1: Same. Well, who did you Same. think it was? I don't
3: know. I just thought it was some <laughs> random dude. It <Master> just gets <laughs> random people to do
4: things sometimes. I don't know I mean... why, when the president was shot, like, they're not just locked in a room and you find that, like, they're meant to be the most civilised people ever and there's, like, ten of them in a room and someone's just being killed. Surely they'd just be locked in and at least searched. I mean, <laughs> Goth's got a gun in his pocket. I but
3: thought then, the coolest thing was that, like, I when if we got to part three and it was the, the hunter and the hunted sort of thing, I really did think they went, you know, full Matrix, Matrix, where, like, the master had this, you know, residual self image that he could manipulate into what he wanted to be in the Matrix. Like that was the power of his um, Artron energy that he could turn into this Safari hunter guy instead of being like a disheveled husk. Like, it really did come yeah, as a the surprise not in that the it wasn't him. Yeah, I know that's what I mean, but I thought he was. You're I right. it threw me. Like, yeah, I thought yeah.
1: was it the master was it... We, we're introduced to a lot of characters as well. So, like, I think, like, you've got oh, lots of, like, side assistants and side characters and stuff like that. And you just think, I, it could have been anyone. I really was surprised when it was wow. that present. Uh, pre- because also, you hadn't seen him for ages. I mean, it turns out you have. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> you know.
2: Obviously, the story stands up, and it still has that mystery to this day. So that's, that's pretty good. Um, and this is where the big clue for the master is because someone left that action man at, in the telescope at the top of the, <laughs> the uh, of the thing. And so, well, yeah, but, so Sarah, did you remember that that's happened before? Was that a clue or no. did
3: people remember that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I clocked it. But as soon as I saw that he was miniaturized, Oh, well, there we go. There's the smoke. There's Jacob's doing. There I no. think, uh, I mean, for I'm it,
1: thinking about it. I should have, because that's what happens coming up. Doesn't it, Mark?
2: Oh well, yeah, yeah. In the well, yeah. I mean, it happens a lot. Like the master's done it before, and in the upcoming <laughs> new master, and that happens. It does happen a lot, yeah. Yeah, so they
3: <laughs> kind of retired it for a bit, though. And they only really brought it back with the Sasha Dewan Yeah, the uh, Master, yeah. you know, didn't really do it with John Sim at all. I don't know. They brought it back. Well,
4: in it, yeah, a big, a big way coming yeah.
1: back. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh God!
4: <laughs> um, from from like the point of view of Runcible, that he ju- he does just see an action figure and scream. <laughs>
0: that was Runcible.
4: Like obviously we know it's a dead person, but if you saw it, it would just look like an action figure, and he yeah. screams.
3: Yeah, but maybe yeah. Runcible knows about miniaturization and what it can do and stuff. I I don't know. Another Runcible might be a lot cleverer by. than we all think.
4: No, so, the Doctor hates Runcible, so... No, be. no one likes Runcible.
3: Oh, uh, I like him. <laughs> he's, like he's like the Mole Man of Gallifrey. No one's uh, gay for Runcible. <laughs> you
1: no, know, not not everyone's a likeable character.
3: Well, he gets... Well,
2: he doesn't last very long. He gets stabbed, doesn't he, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, well, that's I'm, it I'm,
1: saying, I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> There was um, what I didn't get, or what I did get but didn't get was so he screams and he faints. So he's going into that thing, yeah. and he screams and he faints, and then someone comes and takes the discs out, yeah. and then goes, and then that's never mentioned.
2: Well, because they're going to check the CCTV, basically, aren't they? And then it gets taken out, or or does it get? Oh, do they?
1: They don't. No, they don't. I don't think they do. No, it's so, like <laughs> I don't know. The master <laughs> takes
4: the CCTV out. Yeah. yeah, but then yeah. why
1: didn't they go like a line of the CCTV It's gone? Or something like, oh I don't know, you know, not that exact line, something bad. Because they
3: didn't because obviously they weren't watching the bill enough at the time. That was the problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if I was the bill thought... even on? <laughs> n- no, in the 70s. Boom. I feel that's more no, like 90s. or maybe eighties.
3: I think it was it's either eighty four or oh, seventy-four, 80s. I'm not sure now. I
1: used to love the bill.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, is this
1: a well good then... time to
4: bring up that um time lords just die in this story well, is there a mention that the oh are you talking about the president like all time lords like the there's four killed in the first two parts and they're just <laughs> shot about that. or they're just stabbed and they don't regenerate or anything like that like runcible he's it's not an instant kill he's dying he should technically uh, Well,
3: I've regenerate. I've got a theory on this yeah. that explains every single one, right? Hitters. Okay. Runcible isn't a Time Lord. He's a Gallifreyan. and he doesn't have regenerations. He's too dumb to be a Time Lord, so therefore he doesn't regenerate. That's my theory with that one. The President is probably on his last one, so that's why he straight up dies. It happens in Goth, a lot of Time Lord stories, though. Very likely on his last one. Dies instantly because obviously they rule for a couple of hundred years and then they just sod off. Don't re- say what it was. Who's the fourth one? There's but a yes. guard that's killed. Like same, same, same again. Game. Not a time lord. Yeah. Not a time lord. Mm-hmm. Gallifrey.
1: I think that maybe on Gallifrey the rules don't apply. That's
3: what I think
4: as well.
1: I think like if once you, if you're off the planet you can regenerate, but when but- you are on in its atmosphere or something. But then a
4: lot of them don't ever leave Gallifrey, which is the only thing that lets that down. Mm -hmm. That's because
1: they have a job there.
3: That doesn't work for one reason. Um, Saying that, though, if they're on their last ones and they don't, oh, no, but they explain the master because it's his rage that keeps him going, nothing else. Whereas the Time Lords that die here wouldn't. I think it's just yeah. that. I think it's just simple coincidence that those two high-ranking Time Lord presidents are going to be on the last regeneration. I think by, it's by just default. the writer forgot. God.
4: <laughs> yeah,
3: it's a big thing to forget though. <laughs> because it?
4: it's a big thing. It's a big plot, really, because in the same story, they mention the 13 regenerations or 13 yeah. bodies. Yeah. Um, but everyone well, seems to be on the 13th body in this one
3: and while yeah, we on it not all there's... Gallifreyans are Time Lords which is why I don't think uh... they wouldn't have Runtable as a Time Lord would they? That yeah but Goth Goth but guys, right? school, Goff might be on his last he must... one he's a high ranking Time Lord
1: Runtable must be like old enough he knew of the Doctor because they were in school together they talk about it
3: yeah but you only get yourself set when you finish school. don't you and he didn't finish
1: but did that he, means did so he not? not in... <laughs> I got a
3: <laughs> wait a, <laughs> a minute though did. Oh, God. Oh, I've, I think I've knitted myself into a problem here. I don't think. Tom <laughs> <laughs> did, did William Hartnell finish? Oh, dear God. It stopped. What? Brain activity. Look, there's nothing. You mean he's dead? Virtually. I warned him the psychic shock of that environment. But he's still breathing. Your motor functions often continue for some.
0: He's back
2: in in part 2 we are introduced to the whole matrix thing way before Keanu Reeves obviously it's you know this story is bringing a lot of stuff you know star wars matrix it's it's ahead of its time thor reports yeah yeah so and then we go into the matrix and this is where it gets very interesting we're on film we're going very surreal i love all this stuff part 2 Okay, really great cliffhanger. The train, and his foot gets stuck in the. In the
4: thing, that's the worst cliffhanger
2: of the three, though, isn't it?
1: Yes. I thought it was
4: really good.
1: It's all. It's a.
4: It's a good one. It's just that. the two either side of it are so much better.
3: (sighs) I I I think the train. I think they would. They, you know, the resolution of the train cliffhanger is so Uh dumb. I think it's. I think. Uh, well, I like a
2: little train. I do like a train. <laughs> you know when you go to, like, I don't know, like theme parks? or You know when there's that sort of little train? Not like a big steam train. A little one, more for, like, kids going through, like, a forest or something. I like that kind of little train. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think the thing, um,
1: little, I mean, train, little I'll train, Just say one more time. Little
2: train. <laughs> it's it's a little train. train. It was. It was. Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was a fun... How are you going to get out of that? Oh Yeah, it is a complete obviously it's a matrix nothing's wrong but then then all of part three is it padding or is it exciting
4: no it's exciting because about three minutes in they they say like that he can't do that anymore he can't just go it's it's an illusion it becomes like a a thing so it's like the bit with the doctor and the syringe and then there's the eyes and the cliff and then something happens and like goth's voice comes and says like it's too strong now so you can't just deny it which is why he has
2: to go to the proper battle oh because i was thinking when he said about the water and stuff i was like well it doesn't matter if he has water or not but it does
4: it's definitely a line that it's the first time i've spotted the line though um right which makes it
2: a proper one versus
3: one to the death thing the only thing that makes episode three shit is that rubbish spider that crawls down when he's under that bush. <laughs> <It's> one <laughs> only floor with it. Everything else is perfect. Oh,
2: I'm not I'm not a fan of the big egg thing that he steps in. I don't know the point of that. It's not like it's not like terror though, is it? It's not <laughs>
1: <laughs> A lot of it reminded me a mix of um the Toy Maker. Do I mean the Toy Maker? Yeah. Cool.
4: Yeah, dro- dro-
1: not with yeah. um. What's the one where um? Zoe's in a sequin suit. Oh,
2: Mind Robber. That's bad. Robber.
1: Really. It reminds me of a bit of a weird mix of those two.
2: It is a bit. Yeah, it I
1: reminded- think I
4: do. I do like them episodes when anything goes yeah. and it's just random. Reminded me and Mark talked about
1: like there's, there's like a few <laughs> it is. directions. Yeah, it's. You've got like forward, backwards.
2: And to the side, side, is, race, this, yeah. This is, side sideways, yeah, sideways. This, this is this very sideways. Hard. It is, yeah. I don't know. It's a bit. I, it, I do like it, but watching it recently, I was like, "Where's the plot? Where's the?" This would never come out on soundtrack because someone would have to narrate that whole episode. <laughs> do you know where they do the mis- <laughs> like? There's no. There's hardly any dialogue. Oh god, is it's that... so visual. Like,
4: yeah.
3: really, really visual.
4: I mean. Yeah, I mean, I like uh, it's part two with the big samurai man when he chops his scarf. That's cracking. That how horrible is the scream on that as well? Yeah. Superb!
2: <laughs> but then you see the dummy just falling off. This. I
1: don't know. I, I think I really good yeah, one. I think it's all
3: right as well. I think the doctor with the syringe was just so trippy, but there's like there's so many good trippy moments. Like even the the World War One gas mass soldier coming out of the mist as well. Like that's so um like just so ethereal. Like it just works and it proper you know, the game is like I know I know Empty Child comes out so much later, but it just like you took me back there, and I was like, oh, that's kick-ass, that
2: just works. I mean, poor, poor kids watching that. Yeah, watching that with all those images. It's not just like a clown, a gas mask. it's just everything in one like nightmare episode.
1: Great. I loved the clown. I really oh. love the blood. When he like imagined his blood away, I was like, oh, oh. I like that. I don't know why. I oh, think- that's
2: the that's the bit
4: when he asserts the reality. And he can't do it anymore because the blood yeah. vanishes and
3: then it comes back.
1: Yeah,
3: I mean, it felt I like, like... It, it felt like watching a, a a PSA, you know, public service announcement to stop kids from jumping in quaddies and shit from that <laughs> sort of like, Don't do drugs, <laughs> don't
1: do drugs, kids.
3: Yeah, it's all that kind of thing, and it leads
2: up to the doctor this drowning bit, and this is the height of Mary Whitehouse saying Doctor Who is too violent and everything. Um, and I've got her book here actually uh,
3: called. I would and like I, to bother that off, you answer. It, it's called
2: <laughs> A Most Dangerous Woman. My own personal inside story. Uh, and she doesn't mention Doctor Who, unfortunately. But she, but actually, reading her side of things, she's saying about violence that, yeah, okay, you shouldn't show kids violence. They're going to copy stuff or it's going to be disturbing for them or anything. But she also says there's another view of sort of violence on the news and everything shows the sort of violent side of life. And how it can sort of work in the other way. And she says she's for both sides of it. Uh, And it's quite interesting since she lists all the violent things she's seen on TV. and like, (laughs) But the things she lists are like police shows and more sort of real life stuff. There's no fantasy stuff in there. I'm quite torn on it. I think she's probably got a point, actually,
4: on this one. Because I don't think it's just the freeze frame of the head under the water. Which is what people fixate about when they talk about it. I think it's a build up to it because you mm. have just had like 15 minutes of a to the death situation, and then that water fight goes on for about a minute where they're just punching each other over it and over I mean, again. It, lo- it does
3: look a bit like he's, you know, dr- like attempting to he is attempting yeah. to drown him as well, which is also very yeah. sort of. I, I even, I when I was sat down, I was thinking, Don't someone drown someone, would then? No, I know, and I
4: think, yeah, like. She has got a bit of a point. I think it is a little bit too far for
3: Dr. I I just I honestly think, right, just little aside about Murray Whitehouse. I think how can you be so extreme about one about so many things and yet be somehow in the middle at the end of it all? I just think she's just so like interesting, but not in a good way. Like to just just to read about and watch about. Mm -hmm. I saw the BBC documentary about her earlier on in the year, and it's kind of got me a little bit. Wanted to learn more about her, so I've been doing all the you know, Monty Python, Life of Brian controversy stuff mm. as well. So I didn't realise that she'd managed to get a, a teeth into Doctor Who, though, because a lot of the stuff I was reading about was her war against pornography, and especially child pornography, which I thought yeah. was really interesting that it was so, like pretty much before her, and it was almost considered permissive in a way. Well, not permissive, but you know what I'm saying. I just think she's... Yeah. Very interesting individual, but I never knew she took a stab at Doctor Who,
2: yeah, I feel like she's quite uh, you know Doctor Who and other things around that time that's what people remember her for, but actually, yeah, she did loads of other stuff. she's always in and out of Parliament in this book, she's having meetings every day and meeting people he to put, his personal on the phone to Margaret. yeah, she's on the phone to her in this all the time, and yeah, it is quite interesting um but yeah, I, I think, think...
1: it's one of those things though that like you do sort of become immune to it, and it's like like when i I definitely think when I think of COVID and you were just getting the facts and things, and to begin with, I remember having fear, you know, I was really like, gosh, I forget it. What was that? And then very quickly, you sort of like, you sort of become immune to the news of it. And I mean, it's not violence, but it's sort of like a different form of um, uh, information aggression, I guess, isn't it? Because it's just, it's just their i go like there was just it was everywhere and that's all there was and I guess you know especially with the war at the minute in Ukraine you it's, just scare-mongering. it's just to begin with you had a lot and you don't see it as much but if you want it it's always there and you sort of become a bit immune to it you sort of like I think there's a sort of immunity that comes with violence and with um, yeah scam and stuff like that I just think like I, I'd sort of think yeah I don't know well, it's I think not she's some... going to point on some things I see
3: Doctor Who more as variety because it doesn't necessarily age up with the kids. Because, I mean, if you look at a story like Inferno, for example, in Pertwee's run, that is fucking dark. Like, seriously, it's like...
1: And you love Inferno. Yeah, I was going to say. (laughs) Of course I love it. But the point is,
3: it is seriously dark and there is a lot of violence and other things and the Brig has possibly the best line ever in all of Doctor Who as well. Um, I just think it's absurdly dark. And, like, that was, you know, six, five or six years before this. Like, I just think Doctor Who, it it has such a broad range, it should never, ever be considered a kid's show. Like, I know it was originally, like, Hartnell Run, maybe. But I think once you get to colour, it's not necessarily a kid's show anymore. It's like, if such a thing could exist, it's a teen show, but it's before its time in a way, if you get what I'm saying. I mean, you
4: say Hartnell, but Hartnell's got, like, the massacre. With <laughs> it's <laughs> down. <laughs> I've got to say, though, for the drowning scene, when I was a kid, I never had an issue with it. It didn't scare me or anything like that. I wasn't too bothered. You know. Also, you know, you, you, you overanalyze it as an adult a bit, I think.
2: Yeah, maybe, because as a kid, you want it to be as violent and as shocking as possible.
1: Really? Yeah. really? I, get, and I mean, know I've said this before, but you... <laughs> read the Roald Dahl books, and they're pretty violent, the kids' books. Yeah. You know, you read, like, the twits, or you read, like, the poems, you know, and, you know, like, the pig, for example, he eats the farmer. Like, or, like, they beat <laughs> they eat the, the bo- like, that's what they do. They're really violent and scary. And it, how is that different, reading? And, and also, bear in mind, parents would read this. It's all right, saying, okay, well, I read it, but parents will read this to their children. So how is that any different... Me reading um, The Witches, where like these women turn over and then try and eat children. How is that any different and less scary? That was also made into a film for children than what what we see. I don't know. I just think like kids like gore. They like scary things. That is one thing that you can guarantee with kids. Goosebumps made a whole franchise out of it.
4: Is it something to do with the fact that it's the Doctor being violent? Like, we've seen Mm. extras have these fights, Mm. like, in Colony in Space and stuff. But, like, here it is the Doctor for ages punching over and over again um, and then getting put in the water. I don't know. I I I
1: guess the argument is, though, it's not reality. Well,
2: that's the thing. It's a fantasy. And, yeah, but in the freeze frame, I think. dies in the Matrix. Dies. Yeah.
4: So it's it's still got an impact. You can yeah. say it's the, freeze, the Doctor's mind. The
2: freeze frame ad. I love all the freeze frames, cliffhangers. They add so much more drama to it. <laughs> bring back freeze frames. They should, yeah.
4: they should be freeze frames every bring, week.
3: Bring back Doctor Who cliffhanger first. Like. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. That's what you need with a freeze frame.
3: Uh, just before the fight, why does Goth suddenly
4: set on fire? I felt like I missed something. Uh, he's oh. in the water oh yeah he oh yeah that
3: was
1: weird
4: yeah. he just suddenly cool sets off. on fire yeah it's I cool thought, it's great that,
1: I, now, when I saw that I thought that it was the doctor trying to take control
2: <laughs> well like,
3: like mind wise he's like
2: yeah 100. oh yeah I he's running low <laughs> yeah water.
3: no it's, it's not that he's running low on energy so he's burning himself out I think oh, so has, uh, is that yeah, what it's yeah, supposed to be cool. mm-hmm. oh right yeah that's, that's um, Uh. I've
4: got to say Oh, no sorry I was going to get back to the clown as anyone comment I don't even like I'm not scared of cars. I don't even hate clowns but I hate the clown in this <laughs> <laughs> the
2: noise the, the noise clown. of the clown that like that I mean
4: yeah. that
1: I'm... clown is so um Stephen King clown it's
2: yeah, very it is it's this is this pre it as well this story is just
3: Oh, it could be actually It is 83 isn't yeah, it 80s, yeah 80s yeah yeah, what Tim Puller, you'd have just been finishing off Rocky Horror at this point. Yeah, so. Um, There's
1: some it well. for you. There you we go. Every, Let's see every... what Rocky Horror there is, isn't it?
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that brings us back to Europe Oh No, it doesn't bring us back to Europe. Sorry. I always, I always think Time Warp was done by Europe for whatever reason. Don't know why.
2: <laughs> just see Mary Whitehouse drowning. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) she didn't like that see i think apparently the bbc had to cut it on the repeat a bit of it i was reading yeah they did so Mm. if we're going on to part four i
4: like how it feels like it's ended 10 minutes early a bit like the hand of fear did last week Mm. but then subverts that because the hand of fear finished so so can gets send off whereas this you could almost be tricked Into thinking it's the end. He's fought the Matrix, and then, like, it's actually the Master hasn't even started his big thing. Yeah,
2: then yeah, yeah, then more stuff happens. And then is it Barusa saying about covering it all up and all of that?
4: Yeah, I like that sort of politics. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed that. that. I said on that bit that I would watch a Gallifrey thick of it. (laughs) (laughs) It feels (laughs) (laughs) it does feel very thick of it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) can you imagine? (laughs)
4: Oh, it'd be fantastic. <laughs> that's that's the off we need from Russell T. I think. <laughs> I
3: mean, you could <laughs> actually have Capaldi back in that. You could. Thin <laughs> the yeah, Malcolm well. Barusa. Uh,
2: my problem with the sort of episode four is two things. One, there's nobody around. There's just like the four of them running around. Where is everyone on Gallifrey when all of this stuff's going on? Like, there's no crowds running. There's no. Uh, I know. It's, I don't know. It's Mark, just... I don't mean. The scale any of those is a actors. bit too small.
1: The guy that just walked up to a body and was like, Ooh. and then walked away. I don't miss any of the extras.
2: It just felt a bit really small all of a sudden. Didn't I think feel... they just
1: blew all the budget on the nah. costumes.
2: When all the roof's falling in, it's just like rocks. Surely it should be bits of building and Where are all these rocks coming from? take a punch at the,
4: the, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the end. They, oh, it's so epic, the end. They're having a proper brawl. Oh
2: <laughs> <No. laughs> then the master falls no. down a hall, and survives. And he can't really move around in the costume and the plastic Sasha his cardboard
4: oh, is on. getting stuck. They're stabbed. having a proper <laughs> fist fight on the stairs. This rock oh, you've is gotta... down. No. My
1: biggest gripe with that whole thing is that it's so obvious with the master's mask that he's struggling to talk through it. Like, they should have had an actor doing that and then the master off, but talking into a microphone so it was clearer.
3: Yeah, but they only figured that out with Vader the following year, so don't worry about it. They're about I did, to fuck up. <laughs> I think like the fact that it comes through a mask sort of gives
2: it... Because he's, he's like, dead, isn't he? So it makes it sound weirder. But it's not, It's it's not like an epic sort of face-to-face thing. The master falls down that hole while the doctor's busy... The Doctor's busy doing something else, doesn't even notice him going. Like, it's not like an epic battle and he's trying to, you know... It is, they go up the stairs and he kicks him down, but I know what you mean, like The Doctor's doing something else, he's not even noticing It's a a bit naff
4: when he just falls down a crack. Like, I'll give you that. Yeah,
2: and he's just like putting those, um, what are they called? Those sort of Halford straps on the Eye of Harmony. The Eye of Harmony, <laughs> yeah. the most
0: dangerous black yeah. hole. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, I don't uh, know. yeah. I enjoyed
3: it. You know what bit- my big question is? When does he nicky? What? What? Well, the doctor has to steal it at some point because he ends up with it, do not he?
4: What? Oh, the Eye of Harmony. Yeah,
3: exactly.
2: Ah, oh, oh, right. over oh, to Mark. That's a whole. Oh no, 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 we can't even go. No, <laughs> I've, got can't a, even I've got, a lot. So, I've got that,
4: to ask. No, there's an answer. You just have it. You've not completed all. the Isn't through, there like a link it? in a link
2: in every TARDIS or something? Yeah, like
4: every that. TARDIS has an Eye of Harmony. Every TARDIS has, and then there's an Eye yeah. of Harmony,
3: uh, Heart, Harmony on Gallifrey, and the all link. Right, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, that's fine. I just thought the Doctor had just decided to tech it for no reason, you know, just because he could. You know, maybe cyborg no. presidents or some shit. I don't know.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Mark, what? Because uh, you've been a fan since like the nineties, yeah. so obviously, like the thirteen regenerations thing was mm-hmm. that like a big deal to you as a as a growing up fan? That, that the Doctor could only have
2: thirteen lives. It was always a thing. I remember thinking, "Oh wow, what if there's an eighth Doctor?" Before it was like when there was only seven. And that was it. I was thinking, wow. I wonder what. I wonder what. Wow. There's going to be a twelfth Doctor one day. I wonder. That was like never going to happen. And yeah, it was. It was weird. Yeah. And one of the. And oh, I can't really say spoilers and stuff. But um, yeah, I think I, I. I used to think about it. I think, and you know,
4: again, it's hard to talk <laughs> yeah. about spoilers. But yeah. I used to think about it. And think. Oh God.
3: So we're running up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, there's definitely. This was a question.
3: This was a question I wanted to put to all you. Like, we've seen this, and Brain of Morbius comes soon after. Why did this rule of 13 stick in this episode, but it's... the Morbius doxers didn't? Like, why, why does this episode, Deadly Assassin, with the canon that it espouses and establishes, stick, but although canon, you know, what was considered canon breaking or your canon defining things don't stick Like, what makes it tick
4: it's strange isn't it i think that the brain Morbius one is that it can be ambiguous it can be morbius whereas this one is stated outright as fact
2: is it only because of the master saying because that he's he has to run that's why he that's it's just explaining it just it's just because of the master isn't it
4: and also i think a lot of this stuff might have stuck because this was the classic High point of Doctor Who, so I l- it went into the zeitgeist. It's like a lot of the Tenant stuff sticks, doesn't it? Whereas compared yeah. to other stuff,
2: because I think yeah, here you got this is your big Time Lord story, and then by the time they get to like the eighties,
4: 80s... no one should remember an Ark of Infinity. I mean, this like is, by the time they get this to the eighties,
2: they're it. just looking back at that sort of more golden. Well, yeah, time and that just re- and taking it from that. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not going to invent their me. own stuff in the eighties. They haven't got the.
3: I mean, this isn't me being, like, a timeless child apologist or anything like that, but, like, I was expecting more to come from it than a throwaway line that then means, oh, the master's now decaying, which kind of breaks the rule in the first place sort of thing. Like, I've thought, because I do not remember watching this, despite what you say, Luke, I don't, this is definitely (laughs) my first run through of this episode. And I sort of built it up in my mind as this, oh, there's this big legendary sort of, oh, this is like, the you know, the Ten Commandments of Doctor Who sort of thing. Like, oh, it has to be passed down. And it kind of wasn't. And then it got me thinking, well, why do Doctor Who fans get the panties in a twist over this being broken like I do, like I do? But with other things, they don't. Uh... I think
4: it's... And I can see Sarah's so done with this conversation, but I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Fine. because every book and spin-off or whatever up until 2010, so that's 25, 30 years of of uh, external Doctor Who has just come back to the deadly assassin. And but re- is it because it
1: gives it an end? I mean, like, there's Probably. not other things that are just rules. Do you know what I mean? They're just, like, things that come, whereas this... Gives almost a definite end. It gives I, it a I like point. it
4: as well because so, it gives it a bit of threat, doesn't it? That exactly.
1: It oh, could actually be. So when die. you're on seven and you're like, oh, 13, can you imagine if it's 13 doctors? <laughs> yeah. Like Mark said, Mark, 13. But like <laughs> it it feels so it feels so far off and final because that means that then it's over. What happens? Well, apparently nothing. So therefore, this thing that I love is over. So Coming back to it means, like, that, that, sorry, coming back to what you were just saying, um, it means it, it sort of is more of an issue for you because that's what ends what you love. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, it does. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. it's uh, a
3: big story. So, <laughs> <laughs> but a moment to, you know, talk fan philosophy, like Doctor Who. I think you have to do with this story though.
2: I mean, there's no other story up until here that has sparked that, really. Not even, like, Who the war is games. so
4: big at this point. It's, mm. you know, it's got the balls to look back and to, mm. to create its own mythology, um, which sets it down a very slippery slope in the future. So,
2: Sarah, overall then, what did you think of this story?
1: I just struggled to begin with, but I did enjoy it. Okay. That's like good, I'm doc. trying to think if I was to rate it That's probably an easier way I'd probably give it a 7 out of 10 mm. There's a lot to take away That was good, that I enjoyed Um, I think it's one, that if you're A big fan, there's a lot To take away But oh, equally, because I've just never It's one like watching this in order And watching it for the very first time You can like I just took it as what it was and i don't think i'd really appreciate it until later mm. because it's you're living in it and it's what happened i don't see it as like any big episode it's in the middle of the season do you know what i mean
2: yeah and the doctor not having a companion or anyone what did you how do you feel cuz tom baker's great in this he carries the whole thing he's brilliant we haven't talked about that but he is
4: it's, it's great, isn't he's great really he's so alien in this. in this he he manages to like just invert every line and that's what makes him alien. I was thinking yeah. of the bit when he's calling Runcible the fatuous in the TARDIS, but he's saying it with a massive grin on his face, not bothered. You can imagine how a lot of other doctors are play that. and would be like, oh, it's Runcible, the, you know, the fatuous." But he's it, like... <laughs> it's
1: so different to Pertwee. Like the third Doctor, it would be so different. Yeah. I can imagine second Doctor being good at this. Yeah, me too. But... Third doctor was an earth doctor.
3: Hmm. The third yeah, doctor but... would if the third doctor did part one would have just karate shot the guy trying to kill the president. <laughs> the
0: third doctor it, would it. have <laughs> shot
1: the president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> Must relive my dreams.
4: <laughs> yeah. I like uh the the costume as well, that he hasn't got a scarf or any fun. He looks a bit more yeah. feral and up for a fight. Yeah. And... Yeah,
1: you know what? I but it's interesting occurred, you say that me? about like him feeling alien because actually that's the diversity of him as an actor. In that, in an Earth situation, when he has a companion, you can relate to him as like an Earth-like character. Yet on his what we consider his home planet, surrounded by aliens, he feels so obscure and different. Yet it's still the Doctor. I don't doubt for a second that he's playing the character in a different way or anything. Like he's playing it all the same. Yeah, how mm. he interacts and plays—that's a good actor. That's a good actor that just knows this character and knows yeah. how he's playing it and how to play it, and knows which is what the second doctor was like—just an amazing actor.
3: I agree. Trout a Fantastic character actor, and so is Tom Baker as well. But yeah. I thought it's just occurred to me: like, this is the first episode without Sarah Jane, and it's weird how little you sort of miss him, missing, just because you you're know that yeah. animated you said by. That. Tom's performance throughout
4: uh, yeah, yeah I think the story is just so good and Tom's just so good that you sort of forget her don't you? Yeah.
1: And, and, yeah,
4: like, and to be honest as much as I like it she had hung around you know <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
4: very good to put a Sarah Jane story on but if you do what you do which is watch her from beginning to end but you are like she's been around a long time by the end of it been a bit long in the tooth now <laughs> <laughs> i i also do like the master in this just as a a more dangerous and like volatile thing like a, a perception of death just because he's gone from like being a smooth criminal to being properly <laughs> don't sing don't sing <laughs> it,
1: it won't be me it'll be mark <laughs>
4: <laughs> for, for to like a proper terrifying um like visual image basically mm. but again he's like feral and violent and that just sort of runs free connects the doctor it connects him with the doctor as well and yeah
1: what i love though about the master as a character is there's sort of a it's really hard to put your finger on like
4: anti-friendship
1: yeah and the sort of best is,
4: best friend connection to them yeah I I think
1: I... missing in this story yeah which is why when it when it was the master, it was such a... I mean, I was so surprised, other than to mention it, but there's such like a connection between the doctor and the master that he just knows it's the master. And that does come up later, and it's like, well, this must be the master. When, once they see a small person, they're like, that's the master, that's his, I thing. But I, I think that's what it was missing. It's all right to have the hatred to keep you alive, but actually, what I... Love is that they also have a sort of a a rapport together, and it just wasn't there.
4: Yeah, I like it's it just
1: as of a baddie.
4: I like it as a one-off, really. Mm. But I agree, like the the main sort of relationship should be that.
1: I'm yeah.
3: I'm the other way to be honest. Like I like that it's um that the the master like the master in this decayed form isn't truly himself. To be honest, like he, this is like. The closest, in my opinion, that he ever gets to the sort of ragged edge, as it were, really of like what his character is. I I like that that they sort of decided they wanted to do something very different from Delgado and go for this feral scavenger. You know, I'll go all the way from like this smooth mastermind to a feral scavenger, but then take it back again with Ainley as well. Like, I just think it in a way, it took the master from being what could have easily been a a one-note Time Lord villain that just keeps coming back every now and again a bit like the Meddling Monk is to turn him into this sort of legendary arch-villain of the Doctor Who franchise, you know, akin to the Daleks, that sort of level.
2: I I think it's really difficult to follow up after Roger Delgado, and they probably did the right thing going completely different rather than trying to get someone to do that exact same thing because it just wouldn't have been... As good. So maybe just straight after they had to go completely different. But yeah, you just, it's the costume is cool, but you just don't get the personality all the way through.
1: And maybe as well, it's because we don't really see him until the third episode. Like there's only hints of him. The first episode, it's just that one hint, And the second, there's a bit of dialogue. It's not until the third or fourth that there's any real like dialogue or interaction with him.
2: Uh, Well, I think we've, I think we have. Thoroughly analyse this this story.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry for all my behind-the-scenes drama as well. (laughs) and flashing storms, and
2: so overall, it is a good. It is a good story. We are we are all in agreement on that.
3: I mean, I personally would give it a nine. If um, you know, I'm doing this more for Luke's rating spreadsheet more than anything else because I know he <laughs> likes to get the rating in oh, I like all me all back, so yeah um, that's for your benefit Luke I would give this a nine <laughs> I agree
4: I, I think it's a nine as well oh uh, I might say seven. Oh, <laughs>
3: seven.
1: oh look yes. at this
2: podcast divide
1: <laughs> podcast wars <laughs>
2: <laughs> well I um, oh yeah I need to tell Sarah the name of the next story oh yeah Four episodes again. At least right. I didn't okay. spoil it like last time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the next story is called The Face of Evil.
1: Oh. Okay. I think it'll be the master.
2: Okay. No <laughs> way. <laughs> I think it'll be the
0: master.
4: We have watched we that
2: one together, Chris. Yeah, sure. I know, I know. We did, I remember.
4: It, yeah. was,
3: it was fun. Okay.
2: Well, we'll find out what happens in that one. Well, thank you very much, Luke and Chris, for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, where can people find your podcast? Uh, lost, you on in, yeah, yeah, hey. lost on Gallifrey. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's Lost on Gallifrey.
4: Lost underscore Gallifrey on Twitter. Same on, on Facebook. Yeah. Uh, we're, never, we're never too far away for another episode. So <laughs> we're around. And do check out my uh, WordPress blog every single Monday. There's three Doctor Who stories dropping in the ultimate Doctor Who ranking. Uh, I've worked on it for far too long, over a year, um, and this is going out for 40 weeks. It's not too late to jump on board and uh, see
2: where your favourite stories may rank. Cool. Well, we'll get um, let's get um, Engin to uh, dial us out for the Matrix, <laughs> and we will see you next week. You can find us on. Twitter and Instagram at Two Watch Who, and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Two Watch Who. See you next week.
0: Bye. 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 <laughs> Two <laughs> Watch Who. <laughs>